Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is now broadcasting... In its sixth different year. Yeah. Think about that. That age is you, not me. <laughs> All right, turn off the computer. <laughs> We're going to fight. Yeah, it's officially that's, happening. That's, that's <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is the pickle to my chicken. <laughs> She's actually pickle. Did you look at the blueprint thing of it? I did. It's really cool. It's chicken mm, pickle. In, yeah, like in apostrophe. So before I get to, before you pop up what we're doing on the show today on your next uh, lower third, mm-hmm. let's just make sure we're not revealing what the big announcement is at the end of the show. I'm not. Perfect. It says Great. big DCTF announcement in the thing. Great. <laughs> today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. That's like the future. 2021's the future. Yeah, this is like Jetson's territory. Big big C-Lab energy right now. Yeah. Any C-Lab 2021 people in the, in the comments? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's like a show that like seven people watched, but I was one of them. <laughs> C-Lab 2021 is hilarious. Uh, 323 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1092. 1092. This is the number of plate appearances for Cesar Tovar in his illustrious That's Texas a fantastic Rangers name. Career. On today's show, Mis Amigos, we got a big show. We got Monday Morning Fallout here on Tuesday, the traditional day for uh, for Monday Morning Fallout. Uh, then we're going to talk with Craig Way, Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, Tuesdays uh, to talk all things Texas High School football and perhaps some things going on in Austin. I don't know if there's anything to talk about there. Then back half of the show, we're going to have our Tom Herman postmortem. Tom Herman is out as the coach at Texas. Wah, we will wah, talk wah. about what happened why he's gone what worked what didn't etc with tom herman uh we won't talk with tom herman we will talk about tom herman uh sorry we could we tried to book him and he was unavailable uh and then we'll round it all out pickle with a well oh by the way we will Man. preview tonight's um state championship mm-hmm. game yes the state championship game. we're running back the picks video here on so. tuesday january 5th let's get a refresher you may have, you may have forgotten that there's a 1A Division II state championship game to go on. It's going on tonight in San Angelo. Balmoray and Rushen Springs, we're going to get you ready for it coming up here back half the show. And we'll round it all out, Pickle, with a big, 
big Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement. I put big in all caps so a people large, understood how big this a is. A large announcement. Correct. Yes. Do we, for, for, do we have first four through the door? First four through the door in the new year, too. So this is... The first four through the door of one. 2021. Yeah, we like... Like, you're the first four in where post-mortem of 2020 which is good that's where you want to be this is this is this is so, yeah you want to get out of 2020 for, so, yeah. for all the apples here andrew christensen tony blaylock aaron flynn and last but not least sean burnett wow welcome in what, fellas what a first four what a first four i don't mean that all the first fours are pretty good <laughs> fine all right pickle a lot to get to because i was out yesterday so we crack my knuckles real quick Y'all warmed up. Pickle. Ready to go. Hit the air iron. Time for Monday morning. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, quite a bit to overreact to. Some that we will get to in other segments, though. So if there's one story that we don't get to, it's because we have a whole segment for it. But we do have Monday morning fallout. And here we will start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, New Year, same powers. We're down to the state semifinals. As in Greg Powers. We're st- we're oh, he's still our mountain. We're starting. He's still our mountain. <laughs> um, we're, we're in the state semifinals of the Texas High Football 6A and 5A playoffs, which means that there are 16 teams left. 16 teams. And I go back to the state championship games that we had for 4A and below. Um, and I look at, and, and I think one of the things that was remarkable about it was you had a number of teams making their first ever state championship appearance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Lindale making their first state championship appearance. Hallettsville making their first state championship appearance. Uh, Winthorst making their, or no, they weren't. They were making their uh, another one. But like you had uh, uh, other ones that were making their first state championship appearance. We are still, have one more round to go. And yet, and I think this is, this is telling of the difference between 6A and 5A and maybe the smaller classifications where there's maybe a little bit more parity there. Mm-hmm. Of the 16 teams that have made that are in the state semifinals, 13 have played in a state championship. Yep. 13 of them. Mm-hmm. The only ones that haven't would be Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. They're in their fifth year of existence, mm-hmm. so I think they get a little bit of a pass. Wichita Falls Ryder has never made a state championship game. Uh, and then the other one was, let me see if I can make sure, let's see if I can think, a Mansfield Summit, a relatively mm-hmm. new program in the DFW Metroplex, right? That's it. That's the whole list. Every other team has made it. And I think that what you're seeing, and especially when you take a look at these state semifinal matchups, mm-hmm. right? It is a lot of brand names. Oh, it yeah. It is a lot of big-time powers, right? It's mm-hmm. Southlake Carroll. It's Duncanville. It's Katie. It's North Shore. It's Westlake. It's Geyer. It's Cedar Hill. It's, it's Katie. Ryan. You know, it's Ryan, right? It's Cedar Park. It's it's Alito, right? It, it's it. Those are brand names. Mm-hmm. That, to me... And we'll get into this in the off season when we have a lot of time to kill. That to me speaks to maybe the difference between six eight five eight and four eight and below. I think yes. that there is a, a larger gap between the 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 quote unquote contenders and the not. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is showing out here as we get here. That even though we're now into the new year, which is strange, by the way, we're into week twenty of right. the Texas high school football season. Uh, because of that, but but when you take a look at these. It's just really interesting to see those same names pop up there. And, yeah, there's some teams we have in there. But, like, for example, like, I, I think in a big way to get into the 6A ranks, for mm-hmm. example, I think there's a fair argument to be made that this is a really chalky year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
the whole, all of the, all of our preseason top five are still alive. Mm-hmm. All of them. Six of the top seven are still alive. Mm-hmm. Right? There was only one team of the sixteen that started the year unranked, and that was Buda Hayes. That's it. Like every other team started the year ranked in six A mm-hmm. and five A. So to me, when you take a look at at at, at the six A and five A landscape. A lot of it has to do with pedigree. A lot of it has to do with the same powers and the same brand names that we've come to know. Well, and I think a big thing, my dad and I were actually talking about that the other day. I think what you get into there is the fact that when you go down into those smaller classification ranks, you can have a Jonathan Brooks that is just, or a, or a Doug Brooks that is single-handedly enough to get them to state because they're just a lifetime talent. Yes. And you don't get that in 6 and 5 eight. There are very obvious. I mean, like you look at Jatavian Sanders and go, you know he's a heck of a player. Yes. But if they if that's all they had, would they be a, the same tenured program that they are? Right. So, there you go. That is thought number one. Thought number two, Orange Crush. It's going to get lost because of what happened in Austin. And we'll get to that in its own segment later in the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to get lost. But... Texas beat Kansas. What Texas A&M, <laughs> what Texas A&M did in the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. was, I think, really important for the program trajectory, because they were they were down in this game. Okay, they were down to North Carolina, and it started looking, boy howdy, are they going to spit this thing up and lose to a team, lose to a, a team that is not not only are they better than, but is also missing a key number of their key players. Mm-hmm. But they came through late, and I think that that's a really important win for the trajectory of the program that if you believe that you know this was year three for uh for Jimbo Fisher if you believe that year four is going to be the leap year you probably need to cap off the year before with a big win and go into 2021 with some momentum uh, if you believe in that kind of thing I tend to think that that will and what they had especially with a lot of the young guys who are stepping up I think that that was something that for me really really stood out is you now have a program that is very clearly start you know t- trending up they're going to I'll tell you this right now they're going to start the year in the top 5 next year mm-hmm. and as a result they have set themselves up it college football is the dumbest sport in the world but they have because of what they did in 2020 even though there will be roster changes even though there will be new things and blah 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 and maybe Mike Elko gets a head coaching job blah 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 all that fun stuff because of what they did in 2020 that will allow them to contend for a national championship in 2021 mm-hmm. And as a result, I think that that was a really important win they got in the Orange Bowl to kind of keep that trajectory and make sure that they are going to start the year in a position that they can contend mm-hmm. next year for a title. I think it shows, too, that those young guys have really bought into the culture sure. that Jimbo has put in there just because they could easily have said, oh, we're missing our guys, we're just going to throw this one away, it's whatever, we'll we'll bounce back next year. But the fact mm-hmm. that they went out there and came back to win, yep. it was like, it was okay, he, he's got them fired up. Right. And thought number three, the cruelest round again. And I say this every every time this rolls around, uh, but it's just worth remembering that this is the worst round of the playoffs. Absolutely. This is the worst round of the playoffs because you have 16 teams that all want to make it to AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. You have 16 teams that all want to play on the big stage on national television. They want to play for it all. They want to have an opportunity. And even if you lose in the state championship game, you are remembered forever. You will remember, you know, like like we will always remember Lindale making it to a state championship, mm-hmm. right? They did not win that game, and and there were in t- there were times where it didn't look like they were going to come particularly close, mm-hmm. right? We'll remember Gilmer getting we'll remember blown Gilmer out. making it to a title game, mm-hmm. but 
I have already forgotten who Gilmer beat in the semifinal. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's sad because I should remember that, but that is what's at stake now. This is a spot where you can etch your name into Texas high school football history, mm-hmm. and losing here is the worst time. So a lot of pressure on these teams going forward into the state semifinals. Three helmet stickers. Helmet sticker to the whole stinking Liberty Hill offense. Goodness gracious. So if you missed the <laughs> the the most remark the most amazing score like box score of all time <laughs> and, and, and an incredible game, you were there, Sherilyn Pioneer and mm-hmm. versus Liberty Hill. Um, Liberty Hill, who runs the slot T, I should remind you. Mm-hmm. Liberty Hill runs for seven hundred and seventeen yards. It was crazy. And throws for zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, in a 56-53 win, they had, they had one pass attempt, and we all watched it and went, "Don't, don't try to throw it again. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop." They, 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 <laughs> it was, it was, Liberty Hill. The offense was churning, and and I made the comparison on Twitter that they basically run the slot T with the same explosiveness as an air raid. Oh yeah, and it's like ridiculous that like they're just getting these huge chunk plays, and you have to defend the whole field mm-hmm. out of the slot T, which doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a three yard right. gain every no. time. It was a uh, one play and then an eighty two yard touchdown. <laughs> a helmet sticker for Texas running back B. John Robinson. Okay, this guy in the because we haven't talked about the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. This guy. They finally start giving him the ball, and uh, good things happen. He run, carries 10 times for 183 yards uh, and a touchdown. He also catches two passes for 37 yards and two scores to really fuel Texas's big win over Colorado. And with that, they rewarded their coach by showing him the door. But a helmet sticker for Bijan Robinson, uh, the running back of Texas. Way to bring down the mood there, bud. <laughs> and a helmet sticker for Southlake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers who was razor sharp in their mm-hmm. win over Euless Trinity. He went 35 of 39 for 450 yards and six touchdowns, absolutely torching the Trinity secondary in a big win. He hit Brady Boyd, I think, like 18 times mm-hmm. in that game. It was absurd. But Quinn Ewers is back in pog form, and he looks very good. South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers gets a helmet sticker. Three to see. We're done with college football, at least for the moment. We're going to see if we get some small college football in the spring. But for now, three to see. This will probably be the last Monday morning fall of the year. Yeah, and it's a Tuesday afternoon fall. Because <laughs> we're very on brand on this show. Galena Park North Shore versus Austin West, like 2 o'clock Saturday at Legacy Stadium in Katy. This is, to me, the, this is with all due respect to the other seven games, this is the main event. Mm-hmm. This is the big game. And to see what happens when that North Shore offense goes up against that Westlake defense is going to be worth the price of admission. North Shore and Westlake is a bona fide banger. That is one to see. Also, Friday, 7.30 p.m. at the Rock Pile in Alamo, in, 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 in the Alamo City, at, at Alamo Stadium. Cedar Park takes on Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Great matchup of quarterbacks in this one with Carter Centerfit taking on Ryder Hernandez. Really excited to see if the Black Rain defense can bounce back after kind of getting touched up by Manville. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I, I mentioned this, we recorded the picks video earlier. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like the best team that Veterans Memorial has seen by a pretty considerable margin Mm -hmm. and so how do they handle that this is the first time a corpus christi school not named cal allen has made it to the state semis since 1963 how about that how about that that's history and finally denton guyer versus cedar hill this is uh one o'clock saturday at mckinney stadium mckinney isd stadium um all eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks here. You got a Tennessee signee in Caden Salter. You got a uh, A&M signee in Eli Stowers. 
Great quarterback matchup in this one. My question is going to be, can they, who, who, which supporting cast can step up? And, of course, this is a rematch of that wild game they had in the area around last year in which Cedar Hill was up 41-14 in the th- late in the third quarter, and then Denton Guy rattled off 36 straight to win. So, yes, very excited for that. That is three to see. That is Monday morning fallout. Be quiet. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCT. Off like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, treat yourself to 20, in 2021 to the gift of football at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Mm-hmm. Pickles flirting with Craig. I hope you can hear me. I accused you of flirting with Craig. You accused me of flirting with Craig? Yeah. Well, all right. We'll take that. Craig's a taken man. We go to the hotline, Pickle. And let's bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. You hear him on the horn in Austin. You see him on High School Scoreboard Live coming this Saturday. And he'll be on the call uh, tonight, correct, of the the, the six-man, the the 1A Division II state championship game between Balmeray and Richland Springs. We're joined by the great Craig Way. Craig, are you are you calling this from the studio? Like, what's what's the setup for this one uh, A game tonight? That's the million dollar question. No, actually, <laughs> it is uh, it is going to be as they say in this pandemic era, remotely broadcast. Or mm. in the case of whenever I do a game, some people will say you're barely remotely broadcasting at all. But the uh, it's yes, we'll be in the studio. Granger Huntress, the six band guru, and I will will be on the call. Uh, this was, you know, put together it was a, a great collaborative effort uh, between uh, the UIL, Fox Sports Southwest, Bounce Media, which is uh, handling the technical element of it, sending the pictures back from San Angelo Stadium. I love the Concho Valley. I had a son graduate from Angelo State. And I love all things. I wish I could be out there, but we'll do it from the studio and we'll be ready to roll tonight at six. It's going to be fun, uh, and and then it all leads up. It's a nice nice tune-up for next week. Whenever you you're going to call, uh, I believe three of the state championship games there at AT and T Stadium next week. And I, I want to start with the state uh, with the state semifinals where we're at right now. And it strikes me that, and I, I called it a little bit before. I called Westlake versus North Shore. With all due respect to the other seven state championship games, I called that the main event. I think that is the game that I'm most interested in, and 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 it, it, what I don't know if I've ever looked forward to a matchup of assistant coaches more than I have with Willie Gaston, the offensive coordinator for North Shore, going up against Tony Salazar, the defensive coordinator uh, for Westlake. That to me strikes that that is for all the matchups we talk about the Duncanville secondary against the Westlake, you know, against the the uh, the the South Lake Carroll receivers. I think that that offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator matchup has a chance to really be uh, like maybe it's maybe it's nerdy, maybe it's too deep in the weeds for some people, but I think that that is going to be a fascinating chess match. You know, Tep, I always say when we get to the postseason that all playoff matchups are created equal, meaning you win and you advance, you lose and your season's over. So in that respect, 
they're all equal. Uh, none are more important than the others. Uh, but I do get a little Orwellian and throw in my own animal farm twist on that and say all playoff matchups are created equal, but some are more equal than others. And and I think that applies in, in Westlake North Shore there only because it's so highly anticipated. Uh, our friend Jerry Forrest in the computer thinks it's just a one-point uh, difference uh, sliding edge to North Shore. But uh, I think the number on that course last week, they had Cedar Park and Manville as a pick and it was until you got late in the game. So uh, there's, there's, there's great matchups out there. Uh, and what you just laid out there, how – the North Shore, uh, how the North Shore offense with Demetrius Davis, with Shad Banks, and how that offense uh, encounters Tony Salazar's defense for Westlake, that's one of the uh, really juicy elements of this entire postseason to behold, no question. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, that game going down, of course, Saturday. And, Katie, um, another game that I know you're going to have a uh, close eye on is uh, what happens when uh, when the, the mighty Hayes Consolidated Rebels, uh, a team that we've been talking about for a long time, and I'll be honest, Steph and I were talking about this last night, about how the last time we really thought about like Hayes playing an impactful game was in their Week 10 when they played Bowie, and all we were talking about was how that impacted Westlake because of that. And now, lo and behold, Les Goad has shown up in the state champion or state semifinals, crashing the party, taking on Katie this week. I, I think I think it's I think what what we've seen from Les Goad and Buta Hayes this year represents one of the more I don't want to say under the radar because they're in a state semifinal at this point. It's hard to be under the radar when there's only 16 teams left. But I feel like people are not talking enough about the job that he has done and the culture that he's built there at Hayes uh, to, to get them to a state semifinal at this point. You know, every year we get a semifinalist like that. But uh, when you think about it, you get at least one who is an outlier. I think Katie Taylor was that outlier last year. Um you know, to some folks, Veterans Memorial and Corpus will be a, a little bit of the outlier to that. I think a lot of folks have gotten used to seeing Wichita Falls make the uh, rider make the run they make. Crosby might be a bit of an outlier to some folks, but Hayes is the outlier of outliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it, and and this is it's a really unique year in so many ways for all of the unfortunate things that have happened. And I'll tell you something else, uh, Tep, and you knew this for for folks who didn't know, Hayes is in a transition period. They are discontinuing the use of their name Rebels this year. Now, they're kind of allowing it. Mm-hmm. They're not referring to themselves as Rebels, but, the, but they understand how others are trying to wean off of that. So they haven't really – they haven't gone Washington football team on us, put it, put it that way. They haven't said that we are henceforth never to be referred to in it, but they're, they're phasing it out. And so you have that going on. You have the fact that I wouldn't say the slot T has been phased out uh, there in the, uh, by the way, the bustling uh, metropolis of Mountain City is where the school is actually located there in Hayes County, hence a consolidated school. I wouldn't say that Coach Goad has phased out the slot T, but he certainly diversified it with what he's got with Duran Hill and what what they've done with it offensively. And you brought up the aforementioned Bowie game. They're down 14 nothing at the half of that ball game. And, you know, not only if that lead holds up, uh, are they knocked out, as you pointed out. Bowie gets in and Westlake goes D2. And maybe we're talking about a Westlake-Katie semifinal instead of a, a Hayes-Katie uh, uh, semifinal. So 
there's the, the old butterfly effect about so many things affecting the other. Uh, but uh, it's they are an interesting view this year with everything that team has done. And lately, it's been with their defense. And what they did to Vandergrift and shutting mm-hmm. them down last Saturday was nothing short of really impressive. Uh, talking with Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Uh, big game of the rock pile on Friday night uh, as uh, the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles take on Cedar Park. Um, Cedar Park, of course, coming off of a, 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 a probably a, a cathartic win for some over Manville, uh, at least for, for Ryder Hernandez, who I know had to come in and play in that game back in 2017, if I may date myself, um, to, 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 to play that game. They are now through the state, sem- uh, state semifinals. Um, I know you have conversations with Carl Absek every, every week as uh, the head coach at Cedar, at Cedar Park. It struck me that that was the first time we really saw Cedar Park's defense get, you know, get beat up a little bit. But I think it also speaks to the well-roundedness of this team that they were able to play a different style of game and win it. I think there are past Cedar Park teams that that would have been that a team scores 42 and it's just it's over. That's the end of the ball game because you just don't have the firepower. Um Going into this game against Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, um, and I'm not sure if you've talked with Coach Absec yet this week, but I'm, I'm very interested, and I'm interested in your thoughts on the game. I'm interested to see how this Cedar Park defense, which is always carries itself with such pride, bounces back after, I think what's fair to say, was an off week for them. Yeah, you know what? And it, and it comes after a week where Coach Absec said his offense had an off week. Yeah. With, with what they did against Canyon the week before. So he continues to say, and, and I'm visiting with him tomorrow. He hasn't been on the, the program yet this week down here, but he continues to say, oh, we can play so much better. And how many times have we co- heard coaches say that? I mean, you get three, four, now five rounds deep in the playoffs. And say, oh, you know, we haven't played our best football yet. Well, don't you think it's about time? You know, <laughs> you get to that, and he laughs about that, you know, say we could be better. But they've had moments where they were just, on top of the world. And offensively, especially in the second half, what they had to do against Manville, they were able to achieve that. Defensively, they knew they were going to give up some big plays and some points. Manville's too explosive to limit them in that uh, capacity. And I think what they're going to see from Vets Memorial and Carter Center fit and what, and what they do is going to challenge them. I don't know that Vets has the total package of offensive weaponry that Manville had, and maybe that brings the black rain defense a little more back to center. But we don't know until they get on the field. I do know this. They're going to have to continue to get big offensive performances from the variety of receivers, the running backs, and obviously uh, the trigger man, Ryder Hernandez. They're going to have to have all that because even if they win without that, they're going to have to have all hands on deck in the 5A Division One. Uh, title game, no matter who it is, although most folks think it'll be Denton Ryan, but no matter who it is, they're going to have to have all weapons working. So I think that's also what he means when he talks about haven't played our best football. they got one more week to try to get it mm-hmm. to their best football and yet win and survive in advance. Uh, finally, Craig, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the other big news down there in Austin, uh, which came down this weekend with... Uh, Texas beat Kansas. W- yes, Texas beat Kansas <laughs> basketball. That's that's what everybody's talking about. Uh, it is noteworthy. Uh, look, as a Mizzou grad, I always support whenever Kansas loses. Uh, but 
I want to ask you about uh, the, the the dismissal of Tom Herman and the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian as the new head coach at, at, at Texas. Uh, you're a guy who's very obviously very connected to the program. You're somebody who who is who who is uh, there. Swim you that's the soup you swim in. Did Saturday's events, if at all, come as uh, did any portion of it come as a surprise to you? Well, I would say probably the timing of it when it came down. And I think the university was almost kind of left with no choice because word had already gotten out what was happening Saturday morning that they went ahead and felt the need to make the announcement. I think the, the, the thing had been in the works for a bit, but I think that the university would have preferred, if for no other reason, uh, out of respect for Coach Sarkeesian and also for Coach Saban in Alabama, to let them go through with their game plan uh, during the week before they get ready to take on Ohio State for the national championship. Once the genie was kind of out of the bottle and the news was out, they went, went ahead and didn't want a whole bunch of rumor to really – because that, that drags it out even worse. It's better to go ahead and, and release the news and do that. So the actual news came out like right at 1030, just when we were taking the air from Allen Fieldhouse and Lawrence for the, for the basketball game. But uh, – it was, you know, then at that point, the university got way out in front of it and had, uh, you know, Crystal Conte, the athletic director, uh, and do a, a Zoom media uh, conference. And then Sarkeesian, uh, Coach Sarkeesian had a brief time where he was able to do something. that There'll be a more formalized news conference early next week following the national championship game. So probably the timing of it was as much as anything that surprised me. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Hear him on the horn in Austin every morning with Jeff Howe on Light the Tower. And, of course, see him on High School School Board Live coming up Saturday uh, at, on Fox Sports Southwest. And watch him tonight. Well, maybe listen to him tonight. I'm sure they'll put you on camera once uh, for the, the call of the 1A Division II State Championship game between Balmeray and Russian Springs on Fox Sports Southwest tonight. Uh, Craig, have a good call. Enjoy some six-man football, my friend, and we'll be watching. I've got one burning question to ask you. You know how you had uh, the podcast uh, with Tap and Step. Does, does the name of this show for 2021 uh, switch from Texas Football Today to, and I put it in this order, uh, Pickle and Tap? Does it, go, does it go to that next year? I like the order of it. Bye, Craig. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm just asking. Yeah. I like the way you think, Craig. You're you're on to something here. <laughs> Talk to you soon, buddy. There he goes. We'll see you. There he goes, Craig Way, the Texas <laughs> High School Bowl Hall of Famer. He has some good ideas, and also, as you can see, nobody's some perfect. great ideas. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. It goes. It, nobody we bats, went from good nobody, to great. Nobody, there. Bat, nobody bats a thousand. <laughs> we leveled up today. Nobody bats a thousand. <laughs> Uh, Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, uh, he joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Tuesdays. Today. Uh, and yeah, watch it. Listen to him call the game tonight, Balmerie yeah. and Richmond Springs. Which I think is also worth mentioning too. After you're done with that, uh, we mm -hmm. will be doing a an instant reaction video, another state instant reaction video tonight. So that'll also be yes. up on the Dave Campbell's YouTube page. So if you don't get to watch Craig on the call, yes. then you can listen to I Tep should, talk about it, which is really I should probably reach out to Granger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. When you take, you, so I you was, told me yesterday, yes. So I was right. rolling with it. This I was on you. I was legit off yesterday, like I was dealing with kid. So like I can't do anything. <laughs> You're out uh, there skating around. So I am actually, uh, I'm actually writing down text Granger. All right. Anyway. Well, all right. We uh, should have an instant reaction video of tonight. We'll uh, we'll see if that gets done. All right.
Let's, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Yep. Okie dokie. Let's. Is it time for some post-mortem? It is. Let's talk a little bit about Tom Herman. Because uh, Tom Herman uh, is out of a job. Tom Herman is gone after four years at the helm of Texas, um, uh, he goes with a twenty-five and twelve record. Uh, four years, three years, three years, three years, three, three. No, twenty seventeen. He got hired in twenty seventeen. He was on the cover of twenty seventeen. So, so twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, yeah. twenty twenty. Okay. Um, he goes to 20, 25 and twelve record in the final three seasons, um, and. Look, I think that there is a lot. There's going to be a lot of talk about what Tom Herman didn't do. Um, I think it's worth in, uh, worth remembering that he took over a program there at Texas that was probably in need of a jolt. Uh, um, very much needed after a jolt. after the Charlie Strong years in which they go six and seven, six and seven, five and seven, uh, and really didn't show any sort of progress. No, at all. I think it's fair to say that Texas did get out of that rut. Mm -hmm. I think that that is, it is fair to say that Texas is in a better place now than where they were when Tom Herman took over. Right. And I think that that's worth mentioning. And I know there's going to be a lot of crapping on Tom Herman for reasons that he deserves and reasons that in my opinion, he doesn't, Mm -hmm. but uh, that I think it is important to remember that they are in a better spot now than when he took over. Yes. Um, this is a team that was that finished the year uh, in the top ten in 2018. Mm-hmm. This is the year that, that won the sh- uh, team the that won the bowl. Sugar Bowl. Uh, it, it, they, they went to the bowl after missing the bowl after missing a bowl three straight or twice in a row. Mm-hmm. They've now won bowl games in four straight years. Yes. Okay. Now, bowl game winning bowl games not everything, and, and certainly Texas has higher expectations than just making the Alamo Bowl and just winning the Alamo Bowl. Right. But that is worth mentioning. So let's keep some perspective here when we're talking about this. So. What ended up costing Tom Herman his job? Why is he out? I do think, and we're going to get, by the way, I should mention this is the first of a two-part series because tomorrow we're going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian, the new catch at Texas, and what he has to do, what he's got on his plate. For Tom Herman, a lot of his job and a lot of his appeal was was tied directly to the fact, and the reason that that even though Texas fans hemmed and hawed like they always hem and haw about whenever they don't win the Big 12, mm-hmm. was that he could just point to the recruiting classes and he could say, "Look at those." Yeah, here they're coming. You really, you really gonna, you really gonna fire me after that? Mm-hmm. You're gonna fire me after that? And 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 in a lot of ways, that that plays. He had he had top 10 recruiting classes. He was consistently a very good recruiter yes. and consistently bringing in big talent. Um, in the end, I think I'll go out on a limb and he was a, he was a, um, he was a guy who obviously when he came over from, he's known as a, a kind of an offensive wizard. He's a guy who, who knows a lot about, about, uh, that a guy who, but to me, what ended up costing Tom Herman, his job is that he never hired the right defensive coordinator. Okay. Yep. Yep. Whether it yep. was whether it was Todd Orlando, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was Chris Ash, no matter who he hired as the defensive coordinator, they always let them down. That Texas 
in a lot of ways, their offense was not really the problem. Say what you want about Sam Ellinger. I know that there's a lot of people who don't like who who think that Sam Ellinger is overrated. I tend to disagree I with those disagree people. I disagree hardcore with but that. But that's fine. But here's the bottom line: Texas ranked in the top half of of um of in total defense exactly zero times mm-hmm. when he uh, under the under Tom Herman exactly zero times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not true. In 2017, his first year, which was his worst year, yeah, they were 47th and 41st in the nation in total defense. I think, in a lot of ways, he is going to go down because he made poor hires. Yes. I agree. Now, part of uh, here's the other thing about this, and I think it's it, it's worth mentioning about Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. I think that it became pretty clear early in the process that his personality was not a great fit for this. No. Mm-mm. That. That he was a guy who obviously knows his stuff football-wise, and if you don't think that's true, then we're just not having the same conversation. He knows his stuff football-wise, but being the head coach at Texas, much like being the head coach at Texas A&M, much like being the head coach at any other number of big-name programs, Mm -hmm. requires you to be both a great football mind and a great spokesman for the program. And and to be that kind of person. Now, Now, that doesn't mean... Here's the thing. If you win enough... You can forego part of this. Yes. Right? You can forego, you can be prickly or annoying or 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 strange, mm-hmm. right? If you win enough, then you don't then then you can you can limit how mm-hmm. good you are it's in the public eye. It's a scale eye. of this many wins means this much for example, less for example, that you have to be a person of the people. Nick Saban is not a person of the people. No. But Nick Saban don't got to be a person of the people. Right. And right? then you look at, like, I think Matt Wells is a big-time person of the people. He's super stinking nice. He's very personable. But he's, he's, he's making a good up fa- for a little he's, bit of he's lack a good, of football He's a good face there. of the program, but at some point you got to win. Yep. Okay? You can make up for lack of personality with wins. You cannot make up for wins with lack of pers- with personality. Okay? Mm-hmm. You cannot talk your way into it. Okay? And I think that there were a number of things that Tom Herman did that, plain and simple, a lot of other FBS coaches would not do. Mm-hmm. And some of those are, you know, he got turned into a meme a number of times, mm-hmm. this and that. He was, and I think in a lot of ways, he failed at the political side of that. Yep. I also think that Charlie Strong failed at the political side mm-hmm. of that. Charlie Strong was not, in my opinion, a great spokesman for the yep. program, or he was not a gr- You have to be the face of the program. But you know who was good at it and who stuck around for a long time? Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Mac Brown did both. Mac Brown won a bunch, and Mac Brown was a face of the program that everybody could get on board with. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Um, in the end, Tom Herman just, you know, it, it sounds trite. It sounds, you know, um, uh, it sounds too simplistic, but Tom Herman just flat out didn't win enough. He didn't beat Oklahoma enough. He didn't win the Big 12. He And that's the plain and simple. Now, I think it's also worth mentioning that I think he's had a bit of a run of bad luck mm-hmm. in the sense that he came in in a time when Oklahoma was really cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Oklahoma, he coached against two Heisman winners. Right. right? Wait, can we Can we also address the stigma that – if you were and this is this is the way with a lot of programs but there is such a stigma that if you can beat one specific team you could lose all the rest of your games and beat one specific team and you'll still have your job and for that everyone looks at it from the Texas and Oklahoma standpoint it used to be A&M now it's Oklahoma that if you can beat them you stick around 
and I get that a little bit, but that's more the fan base being happy with you, not necessarily keeping your job. You can't tell mm-hmm. me that he could have only beat Oklahoma. No, if he goes one and if he goes one and eleven, yeah, but he beats Oklahoma. It's not going to happen. Like, it's not like we're all building a statue to Tom. I Herman. think that's that's a lot more of a fan perspective of they're going to be a lot happier with you. But job wise, it really doesn't mean that much. No. I mean, it, it 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 does and it does. Does like, it? It's yeah. It's another win, but it's an important win. But right. That's not. But if but you've got you've got to back that up with other with other victories. Right. And so, in my mind, there were a number of different things that led to Tom Herman's dismissal. Um, and part of it was that I I I, I wonder if he was just not a great personality fit mm-hmm. for the the um for for the program. Um, he also didn't hire the right defensive coordinator. And furthermore, look, it's been a problem more or less since, you know, basically since Mac Brown left. Texas has has had good recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. That's never been a problem for them. But they have done less with more. Mm-hmm. That's what they've done. Yep. They have not. They have not developed their guys. They have not gotten them into the NFL. Mm-mm. They have not turned them into Heisman winners. They have not turned them into All Americans. Plain and simple. They've had a couple of guys who have flashed and have been great, but they have not taken. They have taken top ten recruiting classes mm-hmm. and done less with it. Yep. And that is going to be. We'll get to this tomorrow with Sarkeesian. That's the challenge for him. Is that there's really no doubting that there is enough talent on campus to mm-hmm. win. Right. I don't think there's really any doubt at this point. If you want to say that Tom Herman inherited an underwhelming roster, yeah. maybe. But we can he had talk four about years that. to get that intact. We can talk about that, mm-hmm. right? We can talk about that. But certainly, you cannot. You can certainly say Sarkeesian is not. The talent is there. It's now a matter of developing that talent and putting them in a position to contend and to win a Big 12 title. And there's no reason that every good player in the state of Texas shouldn't be going, that's where I want to end up. Sure. Like They need to build that culture back to, you don't want to go to o- Look, Ohio well, State, you don't want to go and, to Alabama. And, and we would be remiss if we did not mention that like, as much as we talk about Oklahoma being on the rise, mm-hmm. like A&M ain't helping either. No. Oh, and, no. And I don't think that has a ton to do with the SEC. What I think that has to do is that teams want to go play for a winner. Yep. And A&M's winning right yep. now. And if you can stay at home in the and go down to College Station or up to Oklahoma, that's just as appealing yes. if they're winning. I agree. So, there you go. That is my thoughts on Tom Herman, our 2017 cover boy, who is now off to that great pasture in the sky. That's a mixed metaphor. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Stay tuned. we got a big, major Dave Campbell's Texas Football announcement coming up here in just a moment. But first, got a state championship to decide tonight. Coming down 6 o'clock at San Angelo Stadium in beautiful San Angelo, Texas, the Concho Valley will host the 1A Division II State Championship game, pitting the Balmeray Bears against the Richland Springs Coyotes. We previewed this way back like a month ago when it was supposed to happen, but it's happening tonight, so let's make sure we get you ready. Here is the picks for the 1A Division II State Championship game tonight. Ignore the date on Texas Ball Today. <laughs> We're kicking off the state championship games with a bang in the 1A Division II state title game. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by All-Star Inflatables, your guide to Texas high school football state championship games. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're previewing the 1A Division II state title game. 
11 a.m. Wednesday morning at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's the Class 1A Division II State Championship game, pitting the Balmeray Bears against the Richland Springs Coyotes. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, defense in six-man? Yes, that's the case here. That is what all eyes are going to be on here, especially on the Balmeray side. That is where their bread is buttered. Coach Vance Jones has one of the very best defenses in the state of Texas, led by their outstanding linebacker, Lane Carrasco. They're going to need to dictate the pace of this game and control what is going to be a pretty dynamic Richland Springs attack. On the other side, Richland Springs' defense is no slouch either. They rank 11th in the state in 1A Division II in scoring defense, led by their sophomore, Keston Lusty. So this is a big matchup where I think whoever has the better defensive game is going to come out with the victory. So which defense steps up? Key number two, go-to guys. When you get down to the six-man ranks, a lot of it comes down to individual playmakers, especially on the offensive sideline, and I think both teams have that. For Richmond Springs, they definitely have that. In Landon Burkhart, their spread back, who is a game changer. One of the very best, most dynamic athletes in the state of Texas, I would say at any level. He is a baller out there, and he's going to make his mark on this game. They want to get the ball into his hands in as many interesting ways as possible. For Balmeray, they're a little bit more multiple. They've got a variety of different options, but I think that the star here is Tomas Contreras, their running back. They want to grind it on the ground, and he is their big play threat. I think he's going to get the most carries for Balmeray in this game. And so, if this does come down to which superstar steps up, well, which superstar steps up? And key number three, David versus Goliath. If you look at the Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football rankings in partnership with our friend Granger Huntress at sixmanfootball.com, you'll see that Balmeray is the number one team in 1A Division II. And you might be thinking, oh, as an outsider, they must be Goliath. Mm -hmm. It's Richland Springs. Richland Springs is arguably the most decorated Texas high school football program ever. They have nine state championships. They're going for their record 10th. They're in their 11th all-time state championship game. This was supposed to be a down year for Jerry Burkhardt's Coyotes, and they're in the stinking state title again. They are never an underdog. Ever. Ever. That's like saying Jordan's Bulls are the underdogs. They're never an underdog. You got Balmeray. Little old Balmeray. Way out in West Texas. They've never won a state championship. They're in their third title game. Coach Vance Jones is a legend in the six-man football community. He's looking to win a title at his third different school. But make no mistake about this. This is David versus Goliath. And if Balmeray were to knock off Richland Springs, it would be a huge, huge story in six-man football. So, can David slay Goliath? Who am I picking? I'm going with Balmeray. The Bears get the nod because I think they have the better depth here. And I think that in a game that figures to be really close, I think that's going to matter. I think that they're going to be able to outlast Richland Springs. And maybe if they can jump out and play from ahead, they have an opportunity to hold them off. Now, look, I think the individual best playmaker on the field is going to be Landon Burkhart. And Richland Springs is going to have a chance uh, to have him put on the cape and run them to a record 10th state championship. But I think that the defense for Balmeray is going to have a game plan to bottle them up and come up with stops. Look, I think this game's going to be really close. But I do think that David slays Goliath. I think Balmeray wins the 1A Division II state championship. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. 
Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 Texas High School Football State Championship games at texasfootball.com slash state. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the 1A Division II state title game. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is. Preview from... <laughs> Boy, when did I record that? It was the Sunday. Or... So, no, it would be the Monday or... It, I probably recorded that like literally. No, we recorded ago. it on the the weekend when we came up here. That was one of the ones. No, on the because six man games were done. Remember, they take the full week, the long. One. Oh yeah, so that was even so further back. I thought we recorded back. it like on the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, December eighth. Anyway, there's some fresh content for you. <laughs> the uh, the one individual two state championship game going down tonight in San Angelo. Uh, we'll have instant reaction up for you at TexasFootball.com after the game. Dave Campbell's is just going green. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, now, Pickle, we got one more thing to do today. And it's exciting. We have a big Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement. A big, dumb announcement. It's not dumb. It's actually really cool. It's actually very cool. We like to describe cool things as dumb, though, so Correct. it fits. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to announce that we... Are now we, uh, we would like to welcome to the Dave Campbell's Texas Football family. You want a drum roll? I have a thing. Yes, sir. Texan Live. Yeah, that's right. Texan Live is now part of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football family under the Dave Campbell's Texas Football brand. Of course, Texan Live, uh, the the statewide leader in broadcasting. Uh, high school events across the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. We obviously know them from their realm, from their work in Texas high school football, uh, but they do basketball and all of that fun stuff. They are now under the Dave Campbell's Texas football umbrella. They are, yeah. uh, they are, uh, we've, we've closed the deal with them that we are now uh, partners with them. They are part of the Dave Campbell's Texas football family. We're really proud uh, to be teaming up with them. Uh, it's going to be, a, a, I think, a big win for Texas high school football fans because mm -hmm. I think that you can now come to Dave Campbell's Texas football and get everything you need. You know, one thing we've really wanted to do is get into the game of, of broadcasting games and, mm -hmm. and, and showing people, you know, giving people what they want. You know, we, we hear all the time, like, when are you guys going to broadcast games? Well, here you go. We've 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 uh, partnered. We've teamed up with our friends at Dave Campbell, or rather, our friends at, at Text Live. We are Dave Campbell's. Uh, <laughs> but we have, uh, you know, we, we're really... And now really, they are, too. <laughs> exactly right. And, and, you know, we are going to use this platform to uh, grow uh, the, uh, you know, the presence of, of Texas high school uh, high school sports and celebrate them in 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 across the state of Texas. That's one thing that we're really excited about is and, and one of the reasons we wanted to get into business with Texan Live is because they go about things the right way. They're very passionate about high school sports like mm -hmm. we are here at Dave Campbell's Texas <laughs> Football. So it felt like a natural fit. And so we're we're really proud uh, to bring Dave Campbell's or to bring Texan Live rather under the Dave Campbell's Texas Football umbrella into the family. Uh, and it's a one stop of. shop now. I Correct. mean, you've got print, yeah. you've got digital, you've got apps, you've got broadcasting. It's we're gonna you really, know, really yeah, cool. We're, we're really excited about the growth that we're having here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and a big part of that is is with Texan Live, uh, and a and great folks down there. Too. Oh yeah, fantastic, uh, including uh, uh, the uh, VP of Live Events, Burt Brocker. Uh, we talked with him about the uh, the partnership uh, a little bit earlier today. Here's our conversation with a uh, new member of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football family, Burt Brocker of Texan Live here on Texas Football today. Of course, exciting news around here at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football offices as Dave Campbell's Texas Football has announced that we have partnered with our friends at Texan Live to bring you the best coverage of Texas high school football live events across the state. Uh, and here to talk about it 
is the VP of live events. You know him from Texan Live. I Burt Brocker does not need an introduction no. that I'm giving him. If you if you know Texan Live, then you know Burt Brocker. Burt, how you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, getting an opportunity to drive to San Angelo, Texas, <laughs> to see my first six man football game. Well, and I was just gonna say, like, you want to talk about a man who 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 never sleeps on the job. You are. Uh, it is Tuesday morning, and you are on your way from Houston to San Angelo to watch six man football. If that doesn't that doesn't tell you about the passion of Burt brocker has for high school football i don't know what does um bert first and foremost i, I guess my, my question to you you know you're a guy who's, who's been around this this uh w- with texan live for a while now um uh, how excited from your perspective how excited are you to, to be partnering with dave campbell's texas football well i mean you guys are the founder of the legendary in texas high school football and y'all know that and now you got texas high school basketball and mm-hmm. you know we cover live events one of the things we stay consistent with is we've been a streaming company we provide that's really how the foundation of the company got started back in the day was, you know, parents, grandparents, and everybody, they just couldn't make it out to the stadium, but yet they still get an opportunity to be, you know, their, their children, their grandchildren. And, you know, that's why the company was founded, built on a solid foundation and, uh, you know, started out doing about 40 games. And then this past year we did over a thousand, but we never lost focus on the why. And the why has always been, we want to give people an opportunity to see something that they normally wouldn't get to see. And, you know, it's, it's just been a wonderful deal for us. And then of course, uh, Adam and yourself and just, you know, had an opportunity. We've been talking really for about 16, 18 months. And when we finally got to a place that we ever, everybody could live with the way it was going to be. I mean, it's it just unbelievable that Dave Campbell thought enough of Texan live and the brand we are, to bring them into the family and now be part of the greatest brand in the state of Texas. Well, you know, we're, we're so proud to be partnering with you guys uh, as well. I know talking to everybody around here, we're just, we're just really excited to, to be with you guys. And uh, you know, one thing I think is, is really interesting. You know, you mentioned, we know you because we're, we're a football show and we're, you know, Dave Campbell's Texas football, but I think it's worth mentioning, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it that, that you, know, you said live events. We're not talking just, you know, Friday night football games, you know, the Thursday uh, night football games. Uh, you know, you guys do a lot more than just that. For, for folks who may be unfamiliar, can you give them a little bit of an insight into, into what else you guys have uh, have on, on Texan Live? Well, we cover boys and girls sports. We cover volleyball. We cover basketball, both, you know, men and women. We cover, you know, track, field. We cover soccer. We cover uh, baseball and softball. And, you know, and, 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 and in between, we do swim and meets. We do pretty much something that, you know, is an opportunity if we can make it fit in the window. Plus we do all the playoffs and we have for years and, you know, and that's, that's where it really all started years ago, back when we were really the ones that were streaming in the state of Texas, uh, actually Fox sports Southwest used to pull our live feeds and they used it on the Friday night shows and stuff like that. And, you know, one relationship built into another and it's just, you know, it's just a great thing. We try to do as many sports as we can, but yet, do it in a way that's smart, you know, from a business standpoint, too. Uh, talking with Burt Brocker at Texan Live here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, so I want to go back to the to the very beginning of, of Texan Live. Uh, uh, can you take us through maybe the uh, what, what was the what was the, the birth of, of Texan Live? I think it's, it's one of these things that it's it's so it's so well known to Texas high school football fans around here. Like we always think, oh, we're going to watch the game on Texan Live. But it had to get your start somewhere. Can you take us back to the beginning and, and where this thing kind of all started? Yeah, it started in Humble, Texas, and, uh, you know, we started out 
basically out of a uh, garage. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stories that started out there. And that's where we started out. And then we, you know, we moved into a, a warehouse type facility. But the real deal was, is we go out to the stadiums. We go out to wherever a baseball, softball game, basketball venue is. And so most of what we do is in the field. But it all started out right in Humble, Texas. And I was born in Port Vaca, grew up down in Palacios, went to industrial. So I'm a, I'm a Texas boy through and through. Eric Winston, who played, you know, many years in the NFL, was actually NFL Player Association. I met him through the Texans, and he came my partner in 2016. And from there, we just grow every year you know, astronomically. And, you know, but the key is, is we've never taken on investors. We've never went outside the box to be who we were. We stayed focused on making sure that we could deliver a product that we felt met the standards of what a consumer would enjoy watching from their home. And then that's, you know, I can, I think I speak on behalf of Dave Campbell's Texas football when it's like, you know, if it ain't broke, we're not going to fix it. And we, you know, we, we love what, what Texan Live does. And that's one of the reasons we partner with it. We don't have any plans to, to, to upend everything. We're, you know, we're just, uh, we're just happy to be on board the, the team. Uh, and finally, Bert, folks who, who watch Texan Live and folks who are familiar with it um, probably recognize your voice. They've probably heard you before on a couple, on a couple of calls. You yourself will pick up the mic. And you'll go out there and be a color commentator. You're you're not just a, a man behind the scenes. You're a man of the people. Uh, and so I want to ask you, because you've been calling these games for a while, is there one game that stands out to you as your favorite to call? Well, I mean, you you got to go to the Hail Mary, the 2018 with Demetrius Davis that won the state championship against Duncanville. But – then again, you go this year to Bishop from Spring, mm-hmm. that one on a Hail Mary that made it to every national platform there is. And then the other night, watching the slot tee for the first time and watching Liberty Hill do what they do. So I guess what you're ultimately going to hear from me is, is those are the three biggest games, in my opinion, and they all happened at different times. But the Hail Mary to win the state championship against Duncanville, and I'm sure the Duncanville fans that are listening are like, <laughs> they're not near as happy about it being completed as as we were because, you know, coming out of the Houston area where we founded the company, we all went ecstatic. Yeah, it was it was wild, and, and I remember I remember your call of that. It was uh... – it was uh it was a uh, chaos. I'll say that there was, there was some chaos in the booth, but I think it was it was it was well earned chaos. He's Burt Brocker. He's the VP of Live Events for Texan Live. Uh, new new to the family of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Burt, appreciate your time and uh, can't wait to get started with you. Me neither. Thank y'all very much. And you know, again, and I want to make sure I say, it. Dave Campbell, you know, you guys, you guys started it in Tepper. It's unbelievable what you've done, Ashley. You know, you've jumped in here the last few years, and it's it's just amazing what the Dave Campbell's family does for Texas high school sports and Texas high school football. And I just sincerely from Bob Mark can be prouder to be part of this legacy. Now there is Burt Brocker, the VP of live events for Texan live. Now a part of the Dave Campbell's Texas football family. We're very excited uh, mm-hmm. to announce that, to announce that they are, uh, they're, they're joining us here at Dave Campbell's Texas football. Um, I know we've got a lot of comments and questions in the comments about the the uh, subscriptions, the subscriptions and stuff like that. Do not worry. 
Uh, as far as football is concerned, that will not like we, we're we're working on that. We're working on integrating what that's going to look like. But rest assured that we will have a package that you can get everything. You know right. what I mean? That you can basically just have have it all. So we will work on that. That is that is coming. But I promise you, uh, we will. Uh, we, we will have that. So Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice that the season's ending because we can yes. – we will get all of that figured out and laid out perfectly Correct. for you we, and then to, and then before to, the season to pull starts. Back, to pull back the curtain a little bit, and I don't know if I'm necessarily authorized to say this, so here we go. <laughs> um, we've been working on this deal for a while, and there was a time where we thought that this deal was going to get done before the season um, – there are smart people with law degrees yeah. who, who were trying to make the put together all of the contracts and stuff like that. Uh, it, it ended up uh, closing around the uh, end of the year, and so we were able to uh, announce it today. And I believe Bert mentioned it on this broadcast uh, this weekend. But we're very, very excited that Texan Live is joining the uh, joining the uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football family. And I will just tell you that if you like what you get here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, this is just more. Of mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean. And so you know, you, we're just we're trying to add value to your subscription here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and trying to you know make this a one-stop shop. Yeah. Uh, for for Texas high school football here in the state of Texas, and so we're very excited that Texan Live is joining the family. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment: final thoughts. Um. You. Uh, I can't find the final thoughts thing. Oh, there it is. It ran away on me. Mm-hmm. Um. Eli Francis wants to know what he has to do to get an autograph from you. He says that you are a living legend. From me? Eli, are you drunk? Like, it is afternoon. Why would that... A living legend? Why would afternoon matter? I just, like... You went to North Texas. Call. (laughs) Call. Um... (laughs) No, uh, <laughs> that's very kind of you. You you don't want an autograph from me. I will only devalue whatever it is. That I <laughs> you want a napkin? It just it's just it's it's it's, it's going to deface the napkin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's very kind of you, but that's not that's not necessary. I thought I had one other thing, but oh yeah, no, it was just the instant reaction thing. Remember, yes. state championship we'll game have on yeah on Dave Campbell. We'll have our stuff. normal coverage on TexasFootball.com for stuff. tonight's uh, <laughs> t- tonight's one A Division two state championship game between Belmar and Richmond Springs two on Fox Sports Southwest tonight. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCT. Up like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Craig White, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, for being our guest. And to Burt Brocker of Texan Life, Bert. new partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. Oh, see you tomorrow true. on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.